We're learning Masechah Sota Daf Lamed Bey, starting at a new parak. This parak is parak is called Eluna Amarin. A beautiful parak. The first Amud is uh, the the whole first Amud is basically a Mishnah from almost beginning to end, and um, some of the basic dinim about the aspects of Sota that are verbal. Do they have to be in Hebrew, or are in they are can it be in Lashon Bnei Adam? Can it be in the language? of that locale so that everyone understands what's going on. And throughout Shas, um, we've had a lot of different mitzvot that are done in different ways. So this Mishnah is a great marimakum to log uh, as to what must be in Hebrew and what can be and maybe even must be in foreign languages. So it says the Mishnah opening on Lamed Beis and at the new parak, the following mitzvot can be performed in any language. Parsha Sota, we'll see what in fact is being said. Uvidui Meiser, this is the Vidui that one says uh, during the fourth and seventh years of, uh, of a Shemitah cycle. Kriyashma can be said in any Lashon. We know that that's a Machlokes Tanoim. Utfila, Shmona Esrei can be said in any language. Ubirkas Amazon, Birkas Amazon can be said in any language. this is a Shvua that a person, in fact, doesn't have information. So if somebody says, did you witness something? And they say, no, let's say, I want you to take a shvua that you mamish weren't to witness. And then ushvua uh, sapikadon, making a shvua about an item that was held in collateral. All of those things are ne'emarin b'chol lashon. Ve'elu, but the following items are ne'emarin b'lashon akodesh. They have to be said in Hebrew. Mikra bikurim, uh, when we bring the bikurim up to the Beis HaMikdash. Bechalitza, which is what we learned about already, that has to be done in Hebrew. Brachos uklalos on har grizim and har eval, we're going to discuss in this Mishnah a rare uh, explanatory Mishnah, which is very robust in regards to what it actually shares. We'll discuss this at length. Birchas Kohanim. Uh, I, I do a lot of brises where Birchas Kohanim is translated. Okay, uh, that's my chevra. These are my, yeah. these are my, these are my clergy. The Cantors, the Rebetzins, the Rabbaniyot. So they translated. Okay. Uh, that's Birchas Kohanim. Uh, uh, Birchas Kohen Gadol. On Yom Kippur, he would give a bracha to Klal Yisrael that had to be in Hebrew. Uparsha Samelech, uh, which is what he would lay on, on Hakel. Uparsha Egla Arufa, which we're going to be learning about more in depth in Shas. The famed discussion in Sefer Dvarim, if there's a person that's found between two cities, Egla Arufa, all the details there. Umashuach Milchama B'Shash Medam Re'elaham. When the Mashuach Milchama, this is a person who was anointed with... Uh, uh, with the oil, and he, when he was speaking to the people and giving his pre-game warm-up, that had to be in Hebrew as well. Now we're going to go through some of these. Mikra bikurim ketzad. What's the deal with mitzvah bikurim that it has to be done in Hebrew? Because the pasuk says ve'anisa ve'amarta. Let's pay attention to this duality over here. It's ve'anisa ve'amarta. You answered and you said. That's going to be important. Ve'anisa ve'amarta if ne'ashem elokecha u'lehalan. And in another area of halacha, who omer ve'anu halaviim ve'amru. Look at the language ve'anu and ve'amru. We see this double. Uh, language, this repetitive language of Anisa Vamarta and Vanuva Amru, Alahalan Balashana Kodesh, just like in the latter case, it's uh, in Hebrew, Afkan Balashana Kodesh. That's why it has to be that the mitzvah Bikurim is also in Hebrew. Khalitza Ketzad. What about Khalitza that we how do we know that that has to be in Hebrew? Because what does it say over there? Vansa Amra. Again, duality. We have the language of Anna, we have the language of Amar. Very good. So we've proven that Bikurim and Chalitza need to be in Hebrew. The Mishnah continues with a bit of an argument. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Amra Kacha. That's what the Pasuk says. It has to be said in that language, just a discussion about 
what the source is, not what the din is. The din is still the same, that in all of these cases, you will be sorely missed. That in all of these <laughs> cases, uh, you'll be missed. You won't be missed. In all of these cases, it has to be done in Hebrew. What about brachos uklalos ketzad? What happened when the Jews were at Har Grizim and Har Eval? The Gemara paints uh, a picture. And you have to kind of look at this through an aesthetic lens as to how Kodesh Baruch Hu set all of this up. Ketzad. So, Kevan Sha'avri Yisrael Sayardin. Once the Jews crossed over the Jordan, Uvol El Har Grizim El Har Eval, Shebish Shomron, this was in the Shomron, Shebitzad Shechem, which was near Shechem, Shebeitzel Elone Moreh, which we know the Pasuk refers to as Elone Moreh, and the Gemara interjects with Amari Makom to prove that this is the location where Har Grizim and Har Eval were. Shneemar Halohema Beaver Hayardain, we often know the trap to this Pasuk, Ulohalan Omer Vayavor Avram Baaretz Ad Makom Shechem Ad Elon Moreh, Mailon Moreh Amor Lahalan Shechem, Afelon Moreh Amor Khan Shechem. So we know the location, it's in the Shomron, it's in, in Shechem, that's where Har Grizim and Har Eval were. Good. How, what was the lay of the land? Because the Alohema Beva Hayardin, etc. The etc. is that it's Let's read it. Alohema Hayardin, That's why it says Ma. Just like in one case, it was near Shechem. That that oh, pasuk so was the proof. The second pasuk doesn't talk about. Only one pasuk talks about Shechem and Elo Moran, the same pasuk. So that was the Gzeira Shabbat to bring them together. So how did the people get dispersed? So the Mishnah continues. We're two thirds of the way down. Shisha Shvatim Alul Rosh Har Grizim. Six of the tribes went onto one of the mountains. The Shisha Shvatim Alul Rosh Har Eva. And in the valley that stood between these two mountains was the Kohanim, the Levim, and the Aron, and there was a very specific Seder Hadvarim. So three concentric rings. The innermost circle is the Aron. The ring right around that is Kohanim, and the ring right around that is Levim. And all the Jews were split, one on Har Grizim and one on Har Eva. They were standing on each side of the Aron. So that's how the Brachos and Klalos were delivered to the Jewish people. It's done. Like, it's not. It's true. Well, it's for everything else. It can't be for everything else. Well, it's for only for only for Anisa right? It's and that had to be done in Hebrew. The the Arurs and the Brachos, they all had to be in Hebrew. Yeah, you're right. It, it, you're right. You're right. Everything else is repetitive. Let's see. Chalitza is pretty it's rare. Only right. Yeah, it's it's a past tense experience. It's true. And it isn't going to happen. Meshuach Melchama doesn't happen anymore, but uh, that's, that's just technical. I understand. You're looking back in a, a, to window into the past. Good question. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So too, by the Bikuri, by Bikuri, Bikuri is a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We learned the Anisa, the Amarta, but Anisa, the Amarta, by Har Grizim and Har Eval, so to any oh, of the, 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 the Yeah, it doesn't, 
You're probably right, but it doesn't say that in the Mishnah. It's just saying that it's one of the things that is historical. Right. That's what's weird is right. that it's mentioned. Correct. Correct. The question, a good question. So let's get into how things act. Now we've now we've explained the aesthetic. We now we know where everybody was. Six Shvatim on the right, six Shvatim on the left, the Aron on the valley in the middle, Kohanim were the ring around them, the Levim a ring, a ring around the Kohanim. Then so then all the Levim and the Kohanim, they turned and they faced Hargrizim and they gave a bracha. Blessed is the man who does not make an idol, who does not make a mask, who does not make a masecha. Both mountains would answer Amen. Do you imagine like in Madison Square Garden, could you imagine hearing all of these people saying amen to a bracha. It was probably <laughs> booming and overwhelming. It was probably a crazy experience. Okay, so that was the first, that was the bracha side. Then hafru pneim klape har eva. The kohanim and the levim would pivot, 180. They'd look at the other mountain, pascha beklala. Aru ra'ish, asher yasu pesel ma'asecha, ve'elu ve'elu onen, amen. They go through the, whatever's in Chumash, they go through all of them, and they'd flip-flop. One mountain got all the Kalalas, one mountain got... But it didn't matter in that regard. Why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu set it up that way for the Rishonim? The Gemara doesn't say that here. But uh, suffice it to say, it was a powerful experience, and that's uh, they went through all the Brachos and Kalalas. Then, they brought stones, and they built a Mizbech after the Hargrizim and Har Eval. They, uh, they took plaster of some kind, some kind of cement. They took the stones, they built a Mizbech out of it. They had to keep all the rocks in place. So they got the cement trucks, whatever they did, whatever their equivalent was, and they made uh, they made the Mizbech then. And on this Mizbech, we they wrote all of the Sefer Torah. It says, Mahamash mean all the Sefer Torah. It doesn't only mean this parsha of Har Grizim Hareva. They wrote uh, the Dibre Torah, Beshivim Lashem. Shanamar Be'er Hetev. They explained it very well, meaning everyone understood it, no matter what your Lashem was. And then, where it says, when, um, what was it? When it translated the Septuagint? Into Greek, that's when Rome was founded or whatever. Uh, it's not a stira, no. Why would it be a stira? Because this is this is already they had already been translated for the that whole story that you're referring to was a nes nigla because they all made deviations in the actual text of Chumash to prevent chilul uh, Hashem to prevent misunderstandings. They all in separate rooms had nevuas about deviations. So this was actually true to form what the Torah would say. That story was was nisim about deviations, intentional deviations, because uh, the Torah says behibaraam that they were created. Or Nase, Nase Adam, Brishis Bar, Nase Adam. All of those changes were made So this is a, this is different, and that's not a stira. What? Oh, his wife is Shafan? Yeah, we learned this. We learned this. Where was this? Brachos? Anybody? Sure. We did that one, We did. Not that there's any meaningful memories in the memory bank, but we, we can check a box and say we did. We remember that we learned it. We remember that the size of the pages in Bachos are huge. Yes. Trust me, I remember. Yes. It's the measure of my satisfaction in any one day is what does the daf page look like. So then the Gemara says, bottom line, and then they took those stones, turning to the top of Lamed Beis, Lamed Beis, and finishing up the Mishnah, Rashi, they left the stones there for posterity. But, all right. Parsha Sotaminala. We had said in the beginning. Just going back to 45 on Shabbos. 
amazing that they don't close um, the Shira. Because we're talking about specifically, there was like the end of the Amarka, like the, the, the Moshe was saying, the Jews were saying. By Yomru Lemur. That was all, that was all, I'll just bring that as a source for any of that movie. It could be enough. I'm saying it could have been enough. That's not a mitzvah, though. That was not a mitzvah. It wasn't a tzivui. But well, then again, was Har Grizim and Har Eval a mitzvah? Yeah, because it didn't, yeah, most of them well, didn't do it, but it didn't happen until after they. Har Grizim and Har Eval. Yeah. Well, that's a. What? The question is still very, very sharp. Yeah. It's a strange exclusion. Of? Oh, you're going back to his other question. I thought you were saying, uh, yeah, it's a very good question. Very good. It's an oddity. Yeah, I think I, I, I could potentially be right in the theme that everything is mitzvah oriented, and that's why Ozzyasha would be left out. But yeah, I guess see it inside. I don't know. I don't, I don't feel strongly about it. So now let's get into some of the nitty gritties as to why the truth is this could have been found in our Mishnah because the Mishnah already included some of the whys as to why is this in Hebrew and why is that not in Hebrew. So the Gemara says on the top of Lamed Beis, Lamed Beis, and we'll be ending at the top of Lamed Gimel, Lamed Aleph, eight lines down. So the Gemara here starts, Parsha Sota Minola. From where do we know that Sota can be in any language? In any language that can be said. How did he get that from the Amar HaKohen Leisha? I don't know. Well, uh, one thing I can tell you is that it doesn't say Ve'anisa Ve'amarta. So if, if that's our rule, the Ve'anisa Ve'amarta is what establishes the appropriate Gzeru Shabbat to determine that something must be in Hebrew. So here we're lacking that. We'll see that there's, there may be a Svara to that approach in a moment. And Tanu Rabbonin, three lines down, the Brisa writes, Mashmi and Osa Lashon. The Brisa explicitly writes that they can speak to this woman in any language, Shehishomas. And what are they going to tell her? Alma Hishosa. What is she drinking for? What is she drinking from? And what did she become? And with what? We'll have to see what the Gemara means. All right, let's go through the questions that the Brisa says are asked. The reason why you're drinking is because you broke some rules. Your husband forewarned you, you should not be alone with this particular person. And you were, and then you were bestira. And remember that we spoke about the fact that stira is a terribly short amount of time, way shorter than hilchos yichud, way shorter. Hilchos yichud is usually the amount of time that it's uh, potentially possible to have tash and to get dressed again. We're talking here, as we spoke about, is mamish like, it's tiny amounts of time. Okay, what is she drinking from? She's drinking from a simple pottery type of uh, a vessel, simple, earth, earthen. What led her to Tuma is schok, is she was being very playful, she was being very childish. It's a that uh, every time a person fails in these areas, it means that you're being childish. <laughs> it's just saying like, something's wrong with you. You're taking a very toddler approach to the world. You're looking at things through the lens of the short term. You're not looking at things through the, that's the mode of, of a child, that a child does not know how to, how to appreciate anything long-term. We as adults, hopefully at times can appreciate the long-term, but that's, uh, that was the whole thing about Avram, that Avram, he didn't even, his, his mito wasn't shlema. He has a kid. It wasn't a geshmak, a kid. I'm doing a circumcision tomorrow for a Muslim family. Shailam Postgame, if you're supposed to make a bracha, is it a mitzvah to do a circumcision for a Muslim family? Because they're been, it's a great child in Postkin. Oh, oh, he's a newborn. I sure hope so. I didn't ask how old he was. But... <laughs> well, I, 
Oh yeah, yeah. I don't even ask when they're going. I don't care what day it is. We just schedule. You know, it's not. I, I'm the daf guy. Like try to avoid. It. No, that's not because of that. Although it's also true, but uh, that's not what I was talking about. But this is already on the fence of a mitzvah when you're doing a bris for a for a Muslim. And the post can write that by Bnei Ketura, which was the wife he took after the, all the episodes in Breshis, by there the post can write, we do say a bracha on the Bnei Ketura by bris Mila. We just don't know who they are, but, but it's a mamash a suffix uh, a billion times over of Yichus, because there's no such, I don't think there's a people called the Bnei Ketura anymore. And even by Yishmael, there's so many converts and so many, you mamash need Ben Achar Ben for the Shaila to even be real. How many people that we know, like locals, you know, like I'm going to become Muslim today. Okay, commit yourself to Muhammad and all is fine and good. Send a check to the mosque. So it's very, very hard. At least by Yidin, we have a Masora, hopefully, in our community. We do. Okay. And in what way will you become Tmeya? So the Gemara says a language that is easily misunderstood. If it's accidental or if it's on purpose, and only so, but that's not true. It's not true. If it's a shogeg that you slept with someone, that's not. So what the Gemara means to say is they teach you the halachos, the distinctions between shogeg and mezid, and ones and ratzel. And why is it that we give her this halachic keilu? Uh, go read the chelik of Mishnah Brura on Sota, which doesn't exist, but we need to need to teach her the halachos. Why? Because there's a huge potential for The water has a, a specific set of rules as to when it works and when it doesn't work. And if you don't know when it works and when it doesn't work, and then it works or doesn't work when you thought the other, because you misunderstood just because you don't know the halacha. So the chachamim were very clear with this woman. These are the parameters when the mesota works. These are the parameters when it doesn't. Vidui Meiser, how do we know that Vidui Meiser can be in any, in any language? Says the Gemara Minolam, Dechsi, Ve'amarta, what's lacking? Ve'anisa, right? Ve'amarta lifnei Hashem elokecha v'yartia kodesh min abayis. And v'yalif amira misota. And we saw the word amira by sota, because on the second line of this page, it says, Ve'amar ha-kohen le'isha. So we see amira by sota. V'chol lashon shu omer. So then the Gemara says, great, it's nice that you compare it to sota, but Omar le rev zvid le'abaye, v'leilaf amira mi'lavim. Why don't we learn from Levim? Malahalan belashon ha-kodesh, achkan belashon ha-kodesh. By Levim, it also says the word Amira. So why don't we learn Vidui Meiser from the world of Levim instead of learning it? Why don't we, instead of what you're currently doing, which is learning it from Sota, what would the Nafkamina be? Everything, Hebrew or not, not Hebrew. If we're learning it from Levim, so Levim is uh, is all Hebrew. And if we're learning it from Sota, then it's not. So it says the Gemara, Malahalan Blashna Kodesh, Avkan Blashna Kodesh, says the Gemara, beautiful response, and I've kind of been pushing this already. Donin Amiru Gedasa, me Amiru Gedasa. When the Pasuk only has the word Amira, we prefer to learn a Pasuk that only has the word Amira from another Pasuk that only has the word Amira. And the Ain Donin Amiru Gedasa, me. Uh, aniya ve'amira. If a pasuk only has amira, that's a, a, a good gzeirah shava. But if a pasuk has aniya ve'amira, it's like ve'anisa ve'amarta versus just ve'amarta, that's not a good gzeirah shava. So therefore, vidui meiser is more like sota. Both of those psukim speak about amir, but not about ve'anisa. Therefore, we learn them from one another, both of those, vidui meiser and sota. There, it can be in any language. Masha'in Kane, when it comes to the Levim, when it comes to Bikurim and other examples where it says ve'anisa ve'amarta, the double language of ve'anisa ve'amarta, that's what pushes us to the level of saying it must actually be in Hebrew. 
a little bit of an agarata. Tanya, half, about a third of the way down on Lamed Beis, Lamed Beis, Rashbi Omer, Adam Omer Shvacho Bekal Namuch Ugnusa Bekal Ram. A person should say things that are praiseworthy about themselves quietly, and they should say things that are negative, Ugnuso Bekal Ram. Shvacho Bekal Namuch Min Vidui Meiser, because there it doesn't say Vanisa Veamarta, just as Veamarta. So it's a singular language, quieter, quieter. But Gnusa we call Rami Mikra Bikurim. There, it's big Gnusa. We talk about Arami Oved Avi, Vayered Mitzrema, Vayogar Shamim Semarbain. It says the Gemara that we learn when we speak about our negatives, we should say them out loud. We learn that from Bikurim, which says Vanisa Veamarta. Says the Gemara, Gnusa Bikol Ram. Is it really appropriate for a person to speak about their negatives out loud? Why is it that Tfila should be said quietly, that Shimona Esrei should be said silently? We, we have a lot to atone for. Many of us may say a vidu either in Shema Kolenu or at the end of davening, or we're just pouring our hearts out, whatever the case may be. But we don't want people to be uh, to be embarrassed by the by the fact that they're over avera sharei lochilek akasov makom bein chatas laola. In the base hamikdash, the chatas and the ola were brought at the same location. Why? So that people have the opportunity to judge you favorably. If the chatas was brought in its own space and the ola in its own space, so then if I see you, my mechutin, I see you go to bring a chatas, I'm like, shagets, what do you, you got an avera for? What are you doing? But it, because it's in the same place as the ola, and the ola can be brought for many, many reasons, so therefore we can assume we have the opportunity to be down the kavzchus that the person is uh, not doing anything wrong. So says the Gemara, great question. You're absolutely right. Maybe we shouldn't be talking about our gnus bikol ram. And the Gemara pivots halfway down and says, you're right. Lotema gnuso To say that when something bad is happening, you should say it out loud. What's the source for that? Kiddetanya. Because the Brisa writes, that when a person has something difficult going on with them, they should publicize it to their friends and to their family so that people can be mevakesh rachamim, that people can daven for them. And that alone will be part of the solution. Whenever somebody has something happen to them, end of the Gemara. So we changed our Agadita a little bit. Of course, when you're giving compliments about yourself, sometimes you have to say that. You're in a job interview or whatever. You have to... You have to model in front of your kids. You have to sometimes say the nice things that you've done so that you have to do it without sounding like a yutz. But uh, there's a way to do it where the kids see that you've done good things. Even when you say, where were you? Oh, I was a night sitter. There's a way to say it where it's great for your kids to hear without sounding like a balgaiba. That's what the Gemara says. You have to be delicate about it. But instead of saying that we have to mention our Averas, the Gemara says, no, we have to mention our Tsar. The things that are hard for us, we have to share with our inner circle so that they will, they, they will daven for us. Let's dig into this um, uh, this statement of Rashbi a little bit more. Gufa, two-thirds of the way down. Amar of Yochanan Mishum Rabbi Shimon Bar Ben Yochai, Mibnema Tiknu Tvila Belacha, Shalolavayish's Ovre Avera. We had said that a person should say Shmonesre quietly so that they shouldn't be embarrassed about the Averas that they've done. Share Lochile Kakasuv, Makom Ben Chatas Laola. Because as the Gemara says, as we've already spoken about, the Makom of the Chatas and the Ola and the Beis Amikdash was the same. And therefore, no one would know if you were bringing a Chatas or an Ola. Says the Gemara, that's not true. 
you're right that the location is the same, but below, is there really no difference between a chatas and a ola? After all, the the blood is sprinkled differently. Dam chatas lemala. The sprinkling of the dam of the chatas is lemala. We know that there's a line that cuts across horizontally across the Mizbeach called the chutas sikra. And above is where the blood is sprinkled for the chatas. The dam ola lemata. Oh, so what do we see? So I'll watch the mechutin, and he, 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 it's a chatas. Says the Gemara, you can't see that far. That's for the Kohanim to know. Hasam Kohen Hudiyada, but it's not public information. Of course, the Kohen has to know what he's doing. If he's going to help you fulfill the chatas, so then uh, then he's got to know what he's doing. There's a shlichus that's happening there that it's my korban, and I did a chatas, I did a chet, and I'm bringing a chatas. He has to know above the chutas, sikra, or below. So if it's a chatas, yes. If it's an ola, no. So he has to know, but nobody else knows. Says the Gemara, wait one second. Ve'ika chatas nekeva. Ola Zachar says the Gemara, well, there are different animals for different korbanos. And you can tell which animal is which animal. And if you're going to bring a chatas, which is a nekeva, and you're going to bring an ola, which is a zachar, so then I see my mechutin did an avera because he's bringing, uh, he's bringing a nekeva. Says the Gemara, no, hasam, that chatas, which is a nekeva, mechsiya be'alya. There's a tail that covers the genitalia of the animal. So you can't necessarily tell if it's a female or a male. Says the Gemara, Tenach Kivsa, that's true for a keves, but Seira, which doesn't have a tail, if he were to bring a chatas in the keva, which is a Seira, then it's evident that uh, that it's a female, and then he knows it's a chatas. That's a busha, you're not allowed to do that. So we see there is a distinction between a chatas and an ola. Says the Gemara, Hasam, nafshe. He's the guy who didn't plan very well. He should have brought a keves. If you don't want to be embarrassed, bring an animal where that has a tail so nobody can see what, what gender the animal is. Huh? Maybe the guy didn't care. That, but, but the Gemara's point is that that's your choice at that point. But there was a way for you to give a chatas without anyone knowing that it was a chatas. You could have brought a, a kifsa and they have a tail that covers a genitalia. You wouldn't know. If you're looking very closely, you can tell. But from afar, you wouldn't know. Says the Gemara... That's his fault. Says the Gemara, wait one second. It's not always true that you can bring a keves. When do you not bring a keves? When you're bringing a chatas for avodas kochavim, there you need to bring a seir. And the seir doesn't have a tail. So for that particular korban, everyone can see that that animal is a female, which means it's a chatas, which means there is a difference between a chatas and an ola. Says the Gemara, oh, you should be embarrassed for what you did. <laughs> you know, sometimes we're like, yeah, you should be embarrassed. The Gemara says, what were you doing a Vodazara Bashogeg for? What were you doing? Awesome. <laughs> Well, if you're doing a chatas for Avodah you deserve it. It's a little, you deserve a slap upside the head. Yeah, you bring a seir and a Kaddish Baruch Hu is letting the whole Gantz world know it's a female animal. You're an idiot and you really should have planned a little bit better. Okay. It's a little fascinating to me because I am not an animal person. I can tell when an animal is a male or a female. It's not, it's not complicated. We rode horses in Arizona. I don't know. It's a maybe sees. You can tell it's so obvious to tell. When they urinate, you can tell. It's I, was a, born in the city, I was born in Evanston Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
You go, you go horse riding once. You sit behind the horses on your horse and you watch all the animals go to the bathroom for like an hour on the road. You can tell who's who. It's, it's not a, it's a very short conversation. It's a, I don't know. I don't know. But that's a like, Gamar seems to, it, obviously the, the, it was a question for appearance from afar. What animals, so no one was really, you know, taking out the, uh, the binoculars. So it was uh, just a rough sketch. Let's get into Kriyashma. We had said in our Mishnah that Kriyashma doesn't have to be said it does. It doesn't have to be said in Hebrew. This is a machlokas tanoim, and this Gemara is. Uh, we've learned this already. Maseches brachos, and the Gemara says about fifteen lines from the bottom of the page that the two dots kriyashma minalad. How do we know that kriyashma doesn't have to be in Hebrew? Dechsev. The pasuk says Shema Yisrael bechol lashon shaltashomea. Whatever your your ears can hear. In Panama, I couldn't hear Spanish. I I don't understand anything. I I know how to say where's the bathroom, maybe Bakoshi, and that's it. So I can't say. I can't say Shema in Spanish. P.S. I also can't say Shema in Hebrew if I don't understand the Hebrew. Say it in English. Hero Israel, say it however you need to say it. How do we know that's true? Because of this drasha. And now, let's get into the Brisa, where there's a big machlokas Rebbe and the Rabbanon in regards to how we understand a variety of words throughout the beginning of Kriyashma. Kriyashma kichsava divrei Rebbe. Rebbe doesn't agree with our Mishnah. Our Mishnah said Kriyashma is in any language. Rebbe says no. No, Kriyashma has to be read how it is written. The Chachamim, like our Mishnah, we paskin like the Chachamim, as you can see, the Rambam has a note here, or someone put a note of the Rambam here. My time, excuse me, my time of the Rebbe. What is the reason why Rebbe says it has to be in Hebrew? Because Omar Yahu, exactly like it is. That's how it has from the word Behayu. You have to read the Psukim exactly like they are. You can't say, and you shall love. It has to be According to the rabbis, what do they do about that? No. They say, I don't agree with your drasha. I say the word Shema is the key word, and that's So asks the Gemara the next obvious question. Well, what do you do with the Pasuk that Rebbe used to prove that it should be said in Hebrew. Rebbe understood that Pasuk to teach us So what did the Rabbanan do with that? Says the Gemara, the Pasuk of Vehayu means that you cannot read the Psukim, uh, you know, Pasuk Aleph, Pasuk Gimel, Pasuk Beis, Pasuk Hey, Pasuk Dalit. You cannot do that, you can't go out of order. Things cannot be the Mafreya, they have to be Mesudar. So, so the Rabbanan get out of it. The word Vihayu, which Rebbe uses to teach us that it has to be in Hebrew, the Chachamim have a different drasha from the word Vihayu, which is that it cannot be read the Mafreya. The Rebbe, oh, Rebbe, that's an important din. Rebbe, where do you get that din from? Where does Rebbe learn that the Psukim and Shema cannot be read out of order? Says the Gemara, from the extra hey, it's Vihayu ha devarim. It could be Vihayu devarim eleh. So what's the Hadavarim? So there, Rebbe says, that teaches us that it cannot be read out of order. What do the rabbis do about that? What do they do with the letter He of Dvarim Hadvarim? It says the Gemara, Dvarim Hadvarim, Lo Mashmaluhu. The Chachamim felt that the extra letter He was not an extra letter. It was just the way that the Torah was written, and no drasha can be made from that at all. Vihayu? Vihayu Dvarim. It wouldn't make sense. To not have the hay. Right. So the Rabbanan are saying exactly right that the word is uh, the letter is not extra. It's just it's just proper Hebrew. Right. I don't know if that's is that correct what you're saying? Because yeah. yeah. then it could be anything. The hay means these things. These things. Correct. 
So it must be that's what the Rabbanon are saying, that the hay is not extra and you can't make a drasha for it. It's just for basic understanding of the psukim. I totally hear that. I have a Rebbe, Nami, Oksiv, Shema. Remember that Rebbe, Rebbe had as yet to do, be dorish the word Shema. First time we saw the word Shema was by the Rabbanon. The Rabbanon said Shema. And he said, How does Rebbe dash in the word Shema? That when you say Shema, it has to be audible. You have to be able to hear yourself. This comes up if you're saying Shema on an airplane. Because it is so loud on an airplane, you literally can't hear yourself talk. So there you have to raise your voice according to this drasha. You'd have to raise your voice according to Rebbe to be able to hear yourself. The Rabbanon, according to the rabbis, what do they say about this idea that it has to be audible, that Shema has to be heard by your own ears? The Rabbanon, A person is going to be Yotze Shema, even if they're not able to hear the Shema. The Gemara asks two broad questions against Rebbe and the Rabbanon, and then the Gemara, and then we'll close at that two dots, about six, seven lines down. The Gemara says, Lema, perhaps we should say the following. Perhaps we should say that Kosava Rebbe, that Kola Torah Kula It must be that in all other spaces in the Torah, a person wants to lane, whatever the case may be, they could lane in any language. Why would we assume that, according to Rebbe? Because if the only way to read the Torah is in Hebrew, then then remember that Rebbe used the word to teach us that Shema needs to be read in Hebrew. But if fundamentally the whole Torah anyways needs to be read in Hebrew, why have the word V'hayu? So it must therefore be the Havamin of the Gemara is that uh, that Rebbe was of the opinion that Kola Torah Kula is has to be that way. Says Gemara, that's not true. Even if Rebbe didn't agree to that, we still need the word behayu. Why? Three lines down on Lamed Gimel Lamed Aleph. Mishum Shema, because he had to offset the word Shema. He was afraid that people would hear the word Shema and think that it had to be read in Hebrew. And therefore, Afal that he might well hold that everything has to be read in Hebrew in general. But by Shema, we still needed the word behayu to offset the word Shema. And a similar line of reasoning is asked about the Rabbana. Lema, perhaps we should say that Kosavre Rabbanan Kola Torah Kula Belashon Kodesh Nemra. Maybe they really hold in general the whole Torah has to be read in Hebrew. Because it had it been that, you know, just a green light to read the Torah in any language that you want, then Shema the Kasev Rachman Alamali. The Rabbanon had used the word Shema to teach us that it can be in any language. But if you hold any ways that the Torah can be read in any language, why do I need the word Shema? So Shema the Kasev Rachman Alamali must therefore be that the Rabbanon are of the opinion that Kola Torah Kula is Belashon HaKodesh Nemra. So says the Gemara, that's not true. Itzrich Mishum Dechsiv They too have the same exact concern. That really the Torah can be read in uh, in any language. I, why does it say, why does it say Shema by Kriya Shema? Because we had to offset the word Vihayu. Those two are Shema and Vihayu was really at the crux of the Machlokas in Rebbe and the Rabbanon. And they, be, they each stand their lines, but we were concerned about what they fundamentally thought. Says the Gemara, no, their fundamental thoughts are not a concern. Really, Shema and Vihayu are just offsetting each other. We'll stop right here. And Yerush Hashem will pick up tomorrow with Daf Lamed Gimel. Wishing you all a beautiful night.